0: This is the Business Storytelling Podcast with Christoph Trapp. Available on Google, Spotify, Apple, Pandora, and other podcast channels. Want to play it on your iPhone? Just ask Siri to play the Christoph Trapp Business Storytelling Podcast, also available on Alexa. Here's Christoph with today's episode.
1: Hey, Business Storytellers. Christoph Trapp here, your host and author of Content Performance Culture. Thanks for listening another episode. Coming your way of the Business Storytelling Podcast. Today, I want to talk about how can you stay relevant in a fast-changing world, and especially in 2020. Stuff changes like every day, every hour. There's something new. Kids are going to school. Kids are not going to school. Everybody's working at home. Everybody's going back to work. It's like, if anybody can keep track what day it even is, hats off to you. So Today... uh, today's guest is Alan Adamson. He is the author of Shift Ahead, How the Best Companies Stay Relevant in a Fast-Changing World. As always, that link is in the show notes, so click along if you want to take a look. Kindle, hardcover, uh, audiobook, et etc., et All that's available over on Amazon. Alan, well, Alan, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here today.
1: Awesome. Really appreciate you, you coming on. Certainly, I mean, this year has been interesting when it talk, when we talk about things changing, right?
0: Yeah. When I wrote the book, you know, the world was accelerating and it has been every year feels faster than uh, the last. But certainly this year, the amount of disruption, the amount of change, um, it's not only now in the technology category or the fashion category, uh, even if you're selling hamburgers, <laughs> the world has changed. So uh, it's become... Uh, uh, a topic on everyone's uh, list of things to do
1: everything is in uproar it's just very interesting i mean some of the things have been positive i mean there's things that i've done online that five years ago would have been unthinkable that you can do them online and now companies and and even government agencies are starting to i guess make their way down digital transformation more and more yeah, it, you know,
0: a year ago, if a protect, potential client called me up and said, can you come out and see me, I would have probably gotten <laughs> on a plane and flown five hours and rented a car. And now, you know, if you if you say to them, oh, let's just do a quick Zoom call. Before, if I had said, oh, just, you know, let's just, just do a video chat, they would have looked at me and said, what, oh, you kidding me? You know, do you want to do business with us or not? <laughs> and so I think that's just the beginning of the changes that, uh, that I think will stay with us well beyond the time that... Uh, you go to the drugstore and get vaccinated.
1: I certainly hope, Ellen. At some point, we can get back on a plane and go travel. Uh, it Doesn't <laughs> look too good right now, but fingers crossed. So let's talk about how can companies stay relevant. I mean, what are what are your tips and tricks? How do you uh, how do you do it?
0: Well, you know, the first one we 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 spoke to a lot of companies, uh, big companies, small companies, public and private, and different sectors. And you know the first conclusion after speaking to lots and lots of people is that everyone knows you have to change to stay relevant. You know, so it's not like, um, oh my God, I never thought of that. You know, you know, but everyone also thinks they're changing, and part of the challenge is uh, most people are incredibly uncomfortable with change. They're just creatures of habit. You know, most you have to realize that you're, there's an old TV show called Frasier. And Fraser's dad always sat in the same lounge, you know, living room chair and didn't want to get rid of it. And, you know, I think the starting point for most of the conversations is to realize that everyone is just more comfortable doing what they did yesterday, tomorrow. So you go in you sit down, you answer your emails, you you know, everyone, everyone gets into routines. And if you don't realize you're in a routine, you're already in trouble. So the first, the first, uh, tip is to realize that no matter how current you think you are um, you know you're a creature of habit and you're always going to do things the way you did yesterday and t- unless something pushes you to do something different tomorrow do you need help with digital marketing for your small to medium sized business reach out now and drop us a message at ctrap at gmail.com
1: so that's an interesting point and, and I, one I can really relate to because I've been, I'm not going to go into any details who is involved and don't try to guess all the people are fictional, haha. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, a lot of times what has happened uh, in projects that I've seen is you, you do kind of get in that rut and you don't even realize that you're in a toxic culture or like you're not learning what you should be learning or it's not the right coaching, so to speak. And do you know what I mean? And like, how do you even like, once I recognize what needs to change or whatever, I'll, I'll move. You know, I'm a, I'm a maverick. If you look at my PI profile, a D on the disc thing, mm-hmm. you know, I'll go do it. I'll go after the goal. But I think what's hard is to realize, like, it's easy for me to say, Ellen, Hey, I got to change. Everybody got to change. Well, yes. Things are moving. But then to figure out what specifically is actually really hard.
0: Yeah, most people say, oh, I'm gonna eat healthy and they are munching on a Twinkie. So everyone knows <laughs> this, everyone knows yeah. So the the other the other big finding that when we spoke to us the company is that many, many people, whether they are in a big company or small company, uh are sitting there playing uh tennis and not enough mm-hmm. golf and I'm bad at both sports, but let me tell you what we mean by that conclusion. Uh when I was um when you're playing tennis, if, if you play badly, you know, one of the ways you can maybe survive is to try to hit the ball where your opponent is not, <laughs> you don't hit it right to them. Uh, and so you're very focused on what's happening right in front of you. And your entire strategy is driven to, is he is she on the right side of the court, the left side, am I going to, you know, it, it, you are totally transfixed Um. Uh, looking at your opponent and when i was uh many companies when i was at unilever we were you know every day in the lunchroom did you see what p&g did yesterday did you see what Co-? You know, we were really focused on watching every move by colgate or, or uh p&g when i was working with pepsi the same thing you know while the stuff was going on in beverage land most of the day was spent talking about did you see what coke did in cleveland <laughs> um and Businesses really like that. And so the problem is, if you look at um, how most businesses get in trouble, they usually don't lose to the dry cleaner across the street. Uh, they usually get, as we say, disrupted or challenged by somebody coming from uh, from your peripheral vision, from the side, or you're not even paying attention to. Um, uh, and so Pepsi is not being challenged by Coke as much as they are by water and other beverages and when P G's gillette got into trouble it didn't get into trouble because it was being out shaved by schick <laughs> it, it got into trouble because some kids in, in the in la said well wouldn't it be fun to you know lower the price of razor blades and send them to you on a subscription and they <laughs> started start dollar shave club um golf i'm also bad at that game you know when you play golf you really need to yes you, you have to talk to your co-players and you want to try to win, but you're not totally focused on what they're doing. You're really looking at where your ball is, which way the wind's going, which, and so if more people just zoomed out a bit and stopped fixating on, well, they're selling hamburgers with ketchup across the street. Maybe we should try that (laughs) and started to zoom out and just look around at other competitors. What are they eating down the street? What are people doing for lunch? Um, That's, Uh, another you know core really easy but really hard to do principle for making sure you don't get uh, left on the side of the road
1: so what's interesting about the Gillette Dollar Shave Club uh, comment and I can't tell you why I don't use the Dollar Shave Club but I get my Gillette blades wonder do you know how every five months Amazon subscription. So it's basically kind of the same right. thing, except it's not through Dollar Shave Club. And a funny side story, every five months, we get a big subscribe and save order. And our mail lady literally backs her truck into our driveway. Right. Well, you know, and, and they,
0: <laughs> Gillette would never, of course, as you know, they, they would never have done that had they not been challenged by Dollar So to some extent, um, you know, they had to do that in response to a competitor and if they had done that maybe before dollar shave club was born dollar shave club may not have been born because if you were already subscribing at that point to Gillette razors and the price had already come down and and it was just as easy as uh, you know going to your garage and taking a box and putting it in your bathroom um uh, lots of businesses uh, wouldn't have been uh, changed by some startups mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that were just behind you or on on your edge of your peripheral vision
1: how how much, Alan, do you think today it's also about like how, you know, there is so many more niches and so many more um, little competitions. So what I'm thinking about is, so let's think about podcasting or even publishing, right? I grew up in the newspaper world and the, the one of the newspapers I worked for, uh, they had like a 90,000 circulation daily and now they're down to 30,000 roughly, I think, which is 15 years later, maybe. Um, and then even podcasting, right? So I'm blogging, I got 1.6 million readers, I got 90,000 downloads on the podcast. But in the end, at the end of the day, I'm also competing, right, with radio stations, I'm competing with really anybody that's trying to get people's competition. So is that part of it that there is just so many more, I don't know what the right term is, not silos, but, you know, everything is like so uh, broken apart, right? Instead of the family watch instead of everybody watching the same big show on tv at night every family member is on their own device watching watching something something on some other streaming service that
0: (laughs) is now charging you per month yeah i i I think you know part of it is that um it used to be if you had an idea you needed to get a fair amount of capital you had to build a factory yeah you know there was there were some barriers to entry or certainly to marketing you had to perhaps you'll know, buy some advertising on a television station or a radio station or in a newspaper but now uh it's been democratized and you can you know start your uh, advertising on your uh, Facebook or your Instagram page and uh you can get a story out there yeah uh and it's true that um most companies need to realize that their traditional barriers to entry have been shrinking and will continue to shrink and and you know, part of it is that zooming out to realize that, um, um, you know, you are competing with new people every day you go to work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's very interesting how how things are changing. So, how but what can companies do? So, let's say you recognize what you have to change, and then. I mean, isn't it? I mean, I I know when I go into a company and we talk about changing things. I mean, yes, you want to get voluntary buy-in and blah blah blah. But but it's hard work, even when everybody yeah, buys that's in. And yeah, then exactly, that's
0: the other big challenge. You know, that when you're when business is going pretty well, and you say we're going to do an innovation meeting and talk about how we're going to do something new, and you schedule it, we'll do it Thursday at two o'clock. And of course, Thursday at two o'clock comes and it doesn't happen. And the, you know, it, it, because life goes on. And most of the time, uh, most companies start to think about shifting ahead uh, when the sales of their current product starts dropping. You know, the business, all of a sudden business is down, they're losing customers, there could be a Dollar Shave Club already there, (laughs) your newspaper subscriptions are falling. And that's the other thing we found. By the time most companies start to think about, oh, we've got to do something, they're already on the back foot, their sales are going down. Uh, you know, there's less money in the gas tank, uh, and their competitor is already landed on the beach, and so, um, uh, the the <laughs> trick is is to how to have a bit of paranoia, and no matter how good your business is, say, well, I know they're coming, and we got to get ready, and let's try something new, because, you know, most companies wait too long, and Toys R Us knew for years that, um, you know, you could buy toys cheaper. It, Walmart or Amazon. And so part of the company started to build big warehouse stores and they also knew for years that you some people wanted some nice service so they built some flagship stores where you could go in and ask a sales clerk what do you recommend in a toy. And both seemed like viable options but yeah you know, they were still selling enough and Amazon wasn't that big a threat and Walmart really wasn't Target doing that much until, you know, they went on forever trying those two things They couldn't make up their mind. Did they go left or did they go right or did they skip the current business? And by the time they decided, "Uh uh-oh, Amazon is going to eat our lunch or Target or Walmart are eating our lunch, they were losing so much money that all they could do was cut. All they could do was close stores, let people go. And once you're on that spiral, uh, because the other thing about shifting ahead is don't assume you can get it right the first time out of the (laughs) gate you know everything everyone says oh they were an overnight success you know to anything new takes time and you've got to leave time to try it find out it's not right change it find out it's almost right change it again find out it's really close and then so you, you know if you wait till the sales are falling really hard to uh to shift ahead
1: so what's interesting about uh, that comment, too, I, I kind of breezed over here. I, I made a note earlier you were talking about marketing and, and getting in front of people has been democratized. And it's true, but it also has never been harder, right? Because everybody can just do it. Um, and then, of course, on the other side, you got got uh, channels like Facebook, Twitter, even Google, to an extent. Um, you know, they want you to pay. Right.
0: To it's really, it really, I think you're so, dead right. You know, we've, it's really much harder because in the good old days, quote unquote, and, you know, back to the future days, Mm -hmm. you know, know, there were three channels. People watched, they didn't, when they watched, they paid attention. (laughs) They didn't have something in their hand doing something else. (laughs) Um, And people were more open to uh, somebody getting on in a commercial or an ad and saying something. Now, um, no one, as you alluded to earlier, no one watches the same thing. (laughs) Everyone's watching different things. Everyone's multitasking. Everyone has a bit of you know, attention deficit disorder. They're not really paying attention. And so the market is really hard. If you, Even if you come up with a better, you know, donut and say, hey, try my donut, it's the best in town. It's, you know, it's really hard to get that story out there. And it takes um, either oodles of money <laughs> uh, or something that's going to disrupt a piece of creativity or something that no one has done before. Because if you just follow what your competitors do back to the beginning, you'll end up being just like them, only not as good.
1: If you put uh, oodles of money behind it, uh, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm thinking of, I right. think it's Quip, right? The the video platform. I mean, they put right. all kinds of money. They, they had an ad in the Super Bowl. They had all kinds of things. And I get it. There was a pandemic. I published a book during a pandemic. I didn't get to go to Europe. Right. I didn't get to go anywhere to right. go on a book tour, right? Like it's all sold online. But how... Um how do you like how do you know how do you push um things forward? I mean I'm just thinking, I mean it's just even if you spend a lot of money, it's not right. guaranteed. Right. Nothing is guaranteed. So how do you keep well, the grid going? It, another to thing push we found we,
0: we had an interview with uh, Tom Freeman, the uh, New York Times columnist, and one of the things he talked about is that this notion is average is over. Um and lots of marketing today well we got our website we're going to do a little social media we have our product i do you know, and it's all okay but in the world of where the most important marketing tool is word of mouth or word of eye, when you take pictures with your, (laughs) with your smartphone, Um, no one, everyone says, "Oh, do something that will go viral. But no one shares anything average. No one shares the ordinary. You, in the days when we were flying, you could say, well, I took a flight from uh, New York to Des Moines. And uh, if it was horrendous, if you ended up in Anchorage, Everyone in your world would know, I can't believe I got on a plane to Des Moines and we ended up in Anchorage. Um, if, you know, the, yeah, if it was just got there on time and they didn't spill anything on you and they didn't lose your baggage, you wouldn't tell anybody. You would just, oh, that was all right. Uh, of course, to get you to say, you've got to fly this airline to Des Moines, they have to do something extraordinary. So lots of marketers today, uh, lots of businesses need to make sure that they just don't do everything averagely because averagely, is becoming invisible uh, in in most of our lives. And uh, that was the other thing we found from research, which is sometimes a company, if you're you're making, selling hot dogs at the corner, you're pretty good at selling hot dogs. If all of a sudden, you know, you say, I'm going to sell ice cream, you know, if you don't have the skill set to do that, and you can just make an average ice cream, even though you've got an extraordinary hot dog, you could try to make ice cream, but you'll, 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 you'll fail. And so you have to make sure you have the right, what we call the DNA. You know, when I was younger, I thought I could, you know, be a pretty good basketball player until I met somebody more than five, five foot 11. <laughs> and it doesn't matter that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I had a pretty good shot. So, um, uh, I, and I, I think, you know, if you're going to shift your business to something else, which is often required because no matter what you do, you're not going to be, successful in your in your old business if if you're selling uh, uh flip phones <laughs> uh then y- y- you have to make sure you have the skill set to do it really well so just shifting to do something if you can't do it really well you're also in trouble
1: so just for the record if i was flying to des moines i know you probably said that because i'm in iowa not too far i mean a couple hours from des moines uh, and they would take me to Anchorage, Alaska. I don't think I would complain <laughs> too much. Of course, they would probably fly me right back, but uh, I would try to make a trip out of there Yeah, well, maybe if sure. they flew you there in February,
0: um, you would feel differently than <laughs> if they flew you there in June. So.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, prob- probably. But I have not been to Alaska, so uh, definitely on the list to make it there at some point. Once we get to leave yeah, our yeah. houses again, we'll see exactly. if that ever happens again um, anytime why do you think so i still remember there was a company and and they were facing huge changes and they knew it and some executives said oh we can just write it out we're all retiring in the next few years and of course that's probably not the right attitude quite frankly but i mean that that is an option right for them that is something they can do uh probably doesn't help the next generation up but why else are people waiting too long? Is it really just that they are not noticing it or they don't know what to do? I mean, yeah, there's a piece of the deer in the headlights. Headlight. I think
0: Toys R Us was a deer in a headlight. Well, do we go with big warehouse stores or do we go with high-end boutiques? So they try both, and if you do two things, you unlikely you can do it as well as doing one thing. So there's there's a bit of that can't decide. But the bigger another is a risk. You know, uh, once you build a little business, you're, you know, you're successful. And anything you try new is going to be less profitable and less, more risky than what you've done before. Uh, so uh, we, we went back and we talked to some folks uh, uh, from a company that disappeared that was owned the category. We talked to some folks from Kodak and said, gee, you know, what happened at Kodak? You know, Um you know, did you not see the digital train coming? Did you you'd get run over? And it turns out they they knew years in advance that the year and the quarter that were film would disappear, and because they, they were in the digital business, they had digital. But inside the company, uh, they were making all their money on film. The digital people were losing money. Management, to some extent, had to keep Wall Street happy, so they kept on pushing film. Uh, and every dollar they sold in digital was sure to make two cents. Every dollar they sold in film was sure to make 60 cents. So even though they knew they needed to change, gravity, Wall Street, and risk, uh, because um, even though digital looked like the future at that point, losing money instead of making money and not really connecting. So it takes a different headset to try something new. And when companies get big, they get nervous, um, happened to I uh, spoke to some folks that we spoke to some folks at Procter and Gamble and the leadership at that time P and G was struggling it's not struggling right now since they make cleaning products and they you know uh, it's probably the business to be in but um, back then about three years ago um, the leadership knew they needed to change and be more uh, uh, innovative whether it's sending subscriptions right to your house or selling better direct to consumer which is still a challenge for them. Um, uh, and the young people coming in said, look, we can't do this. No one's going to the supermarket with a station wagon and spending three hours filling it up. People are changing. Um, <laughs> but but the middle, the middle management was nervous. They had they'd been there for a long time. They knew that this was, you know, every quarter profitability was important. And so risk is another thing because doing something new, no matter how, how sure you are, is never a sure thing, just as you were talking about the uh, uh, Quib, Quibi, the startup. Uh, and companies, once you're, Once you're making money, you become more risk averse and risking more money, uh, risking new things makes it hard to shift.
1: It's kind of like they did a lot of innovative things to get there. And then when they got there. They Kind of turned a little bit right and are right. more protected. Yeah, I mean, newspapers have could have been, you know, the biggest, you know, you know, their revenue used to be
0: classified ads, right? Oh, uh, and they could have gotten into the digital business, but you know, didn't because at that stage when online advertising, you know, when, when Google was just somebody's uh fun project at uh in Palo Alto, um, um, you know, no one could have, you know, it. it didn't seem necessary, and it seemed crazy it,
1: it, it's definitely interesting and of course, you know what didn't help newspapers is back in the day you right. couldn't measure every anything and today we know everything we know how many people listen, we know how many people watch, we know how right. many people click on the ad, and it's hard to sell what used to be a ten thousand dollar ad right. if two people you click, got a, right a buyer um, that knows that right right i don't mm-hmm. i don't blame the buyer for not wanting to do that and change that model certainly interesting um you can check out alan's book it's shift ahead how the best companies stay relevant in the fast changing world available on amazon uh yep. i assume worldwide i didn't check that out but all the different um all the different versions uh, we'll have a link in the show notes any other place alan where yeah. people can't alan at metaphors.com you know, check things out
0: which is my uh shift ahead consultancy but uh i think you can just google me or amazon is a good place to look or maybe even go to a go to a local bookstore you know if once if you once you leave your uh your bunker and uh (laughs) they certainly need your help and uh i think local retailers would would love to sell you a book
1: (laughs) right if it's open wear a mask if you have to um, I probably just uh, made some enemies there, just saying that. So, um, Alan, really appreciate you sharing your insights, and uh, certainly we wish the best to all these businesses trying to stay relevant in, a, easier in an easier said than done. World. And thanks
0: for inviting me; it was a pleasure chatting.
1: Everyone wants to move their content from happening to performing, and it's possible. Check out my latest book with the latest tips and tricks and advice on how to establish that content performance culture. It's possible. The book is available at Online. You bet. Thanks for being on. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Until next time.